Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with Julie Grimm from The Healing Place, and she'll be sharing all the different ways that she shares her gifts with the world. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to be in the studio with my friend Julie today. Hello, Julie. Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. It's so nice to have you sitting across from me today. Likewise. So we're really excited to dive in and learn about all of the magical things that you do at The Healing Place and in your business. So I like to start out by sharing with our audience a little bit about you and the heart-centered work that you do. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, so I run The Healing Place. It's a meditation studio as well as um, healing and spiritual classes. So it's funny, when I first started my business, I actually worked with a business coach, and I was having all these blocks at the time. And she's like, well, what you're trying to do, you're just trying to, like, love the world. Yes. And it's funny because it opened something in my mind. So when you talk about that heart-centered business, it really reminds me of that place that I was at when I started it all those years ago and sort of the struggle with what am I really trying to do and accepting that it actually was coming from my heart because there was a way that within me I wasn't really owning that entirely. So uh, the bulk of my work is empowerment. It's empowering people to remember who they are. And I study within an ancient lineage the sort of, if there were going to be a slogan, it would be know thyself. Yes. And know thyself, it means know who you are, know your greatness, also know your weaknesses. <laughs> and uh, remember, remember that you are divine mm. and that we're more than just human. And we're here to have more than just a human experience. Although we are also here learning about sure. what the physical world is. Absolutely. And if you believe the way I do, you're probably having several of those experiences over over the course of your soul's experience. And it's not just um, a one and done. You know? Yeah, we have we have slightly different teachings. Not totally. There's a different framework. It is a little bit YOLO, though. Like yeah. You only live once. So you got to make it. Um, make this life what you can. Make this life what you can. But you have been preparing for this life. Absolutely. Through other, we call them emanations. There's whole teachings on that through some of the classes that I teach. But um, but the the core piece is, you know, you are here now, today. Make this life beautiful. What you can. And and something that I love through the teachings also is that the purpose. Because I deal a lot with purpose. Like mm-hmm. what is my purpose? What is your purpose? What is our purpose? Right. Is um, joy. Absolutely. As the key. Mm. And that if you're not experiencing joy on a regular basis, there's something amiss. You're probably out of alignment in some way. You're out of alignment. And that goes back to know thyself because when we don't know ourselves, and that's what I was doing for quite some time, when we don't know ourselves, we make choices. We are always trying to make the best choices possible for our life. That's what I believe. I do, too. But when we don't know ourselves, we make choices that aren't really supportive of who we truly are. Mm. And then we don't experience joy. And that's where the shoulds come in. Right. My life looks X, Y, Z. I should feel the joy. Um, But the truth is that that life was built on a lack of self-knowledge. And so it might kind of be a little uncomfortable, but we got to shift. Absolutely. And and follow what's really going to bring joy to you, and then ultimately that joy will spread to those around you. Well, I think that's a beautiful intention and and learning, and I can't wait to hear more about it as we discover more about you. So tell me about what led you to that. Like, how did you you get to a point 
where you learned who you really were, your true essence, as I like to say, or your true nature. And what was that journey like for you? Was it was there some sort of a transition, I'm assuming, that you had to go through to oh, kind of get there? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or is it still going? It's like still most going. <laughs> it's still going. It's never ending. Oh, my gosh, the journey. Yeah. I have a mug. It says it's about the journey. And I remember I used to eye roll at that statement. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, it, it's just about, it's about the things that you go through which refine you and shape you into the person that you need to be to achieve the outcome but it's not at the end of the day it's not even about the outcome it's so wild so it's a, a huge journey for me and I mean I think that's part of the experience and the wisdom that I bring to people that I serve I actually have a master's degree in biology. I wanted to be a scientist. That was it. That was like the thing in my mind. And I achieved it. And I became a scientist. I got my degree, all those things. And I was so unhappy. Right. And I was like, this, is this my life? Um, about that same time, I had a really intense spiritual awakening. Because I was, I was also an atheist. Yeah. Like I was close. I thought the word, I thought chakras were a metaphor for something like I didn't really believe that that was real and then I had like palpable felt experience of the reality of energy and chakras and all this other stuff and an entirely new world opened up for me Um, of course I tried to continue to live my old life because I didn't want to let that go I'd worked all this time for being a scientist um But you can imagine that that created a lot of dissonance in my life, which became ultimately very uncomfortable. And that's when I started to meditate. I threw myself into meditation, and I actually found the school that I now teach in, which is the Modern Mystery School, the Lineage of King Solomon. And um, it's funny because, like, being part of the We Breathe community, people are so in touch with their spirituality, sort of organically, Mm -hmm. innately. I'm sure they have their own stories of how they got there. But I... I was certainly seeking, but because I came from a scientific, atheistic background, it was sort of my first real experience, right. you know, of like, oh, energy healing? I don't know. Maybe. Let's try it. All that woo-woo stuff. <laughs> All that woo-woo stuff. But I'm so grateful that I basically, I took that chance and that I said yes and that I experimented and explored because it opened up uh, for me my purpose. You know, it's like, I had explored these different areas of life, not to say pieces of them don't align with me because of course they do, but there was this whole world of like being a healer, mm-hmm. being a spiritual guide that was so outside the framework of my reality at the time that of course I was feeling unfulfilled because I didn't, this huge part of my purpose wasn't really anchored right. into even my mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone like my body. being <laughs> and my structure. Right. And, um, yeah, I remember I took the Empower Thyself class, which is a, a class that I now teach. I took it um, seven and a half years ago, something like that. We're coming up on eight years soon, which is so wild. And it just created a huge shift for me um, where I was like, this is real. And I can't say no, and I just have to keep going forward with it. And I went and learned how to do energy healing, went and learned how to teach meditation. And which, with each of those, we, we call them initiations. Mm-hmm. So they're actually like an energetic transmission. It, it's a class, but it, you understand. Uh, yes, I do. And probably your listeners understand. But it's yes. so much more than that because it's it's literally an energetic transmission that right. awakens something within you. Like at Healers, you you get really attuned to working with the different energies I believe that we're all intuitive and we're all psychic to an extent, 
But how turned on is that? Right. And for me, it was not very turned on. Right. Or it was very turned on, but very blocked at the same time because sure. it was overwhelming. Um, but after that class, it's basi- it opened me up and I could start to feel and work with energies in a different way. Um, yeah, so fast forward to now, I mean, I'm still on this path of know thyself and still getting new insights into purpose, into who I really am, into that essence. Um, but I think that at its core, we all know it. Like my five-year-old self, when I have these aha moments, mm. I look back and I'm like, I knew it. Absolutely. But I didn't. There was some way it was still disconnected. And um, so it's almost funny because I'll look back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I so I knew that already. And yet I was in denial for some reason. And so for people who are like looking for the purpose or looking to understanding, part of it might be that they haven't found the, the education, the tools that they need in order to serve at the level that they're supposed to serve at. And also they haven't allowed the knowledge that they already know, they already have. It's more reminding Absolutely. than anything else. Yeah. So. And, and moving, removing the blocks. Remo- I'm, I'm writing about this right now in my book. But removing the blocks, removing the trauma, removing the things that have shut down some of those natural um, communication pathways or however you want to put it. Right. Um, it is. It's so important. And I think it's really changing and we're having these conversations and people are opening up to this concept of, you know, we spend a lot of our lives, some of us, kind of hiding behind all these expectations and these preconceived ideas and the societal pressures. And if we could just step away from that and reach back in, you know, to who we are. I think this is fascinating and, and I know our listeners will as well. So let's let's keep moving on and, and learn a little bit more. So how about like, I mean, I can imagine that your ideal client could be so many different kinds of people, but tell me who who you see as the person that you can help the most. So the path that I study in, it's a spiritual path, it's a spiritual lineage. Um, anybody can come onto this path, anybody. We welcome everybody, literally everybody. You can be atheist, Muslim, it doesn't matter. But people that have a calling to serve. Mm. Um, at, at its core, I believe that each of us, our purpose in some way, shape, or form relates to others. Meaning that when we really come to a deeper level of know thyself, we will know that there is a piece of us that we're meant to serve another person or a group of people. Mm. And so I, I work best with people that feel that calling within them, that they want to do better in the world, but maybe they don't know how yet. Or they lack the self-knowledge to understand how am I meant? You know, maybe I'm taking these actions, but instead I just feel burnt out or resentful, or it's not really bringing me joy. Um, and or I feel that I have this calling as a healer, but maybe I'm, I'm scared of that. And I've never had any training, so I don't sure. know how to move into it. Or I've had training, but I want to have more. So somebody who feels called to serve at, at the core. Absolutely. And I think there's so many people who are in that space, but to your point, are, are really uncertain where, how to begin, where to begin, what, you know, and we're so wrapped up in the certifications and the trainings and the accreditations, right, as a society. Um, and really, it's just about that desire to experience and to learn and to evolve because we're ever changing um, yeah. beings, right? And the desire to take care of somebody else too. So for example, my mom has taken the Empower Thyself class and she, I love her so much, but she uh, does financial planning. 
But if you ever hear her on a financial planning call, she's not just taking care of this person's finances. She's, like, holding space, space for right. them and just guiding them through this whole thing that for most people is, like, scary, uncomfortable. Maybe they've never done it before. Um, and so, like, I hear her sometimes and I'm like, Mom, you're a healer. You know, whether or not Absolutely. that's clicking – and one day that will for her. But I think that there's ways that we can already be expressing that in the world without having the understanding that that's totally, what we're doing. Totally agree. I, and I love this. This is a great conversation that we're having for people. So tell us a little bit about an accomplishment in your life that you're most proud of, either a personal or a professional achievement that you like want to share with us. So the first thing that comes to mind is becoming a guide in the mystery school it's funny because I felt a calling, um, and yet it still felt really out of reach for me, which I can I imagine a lot of people probably feel that they have sort of the big picture aha, but then it's like, well, how, how am I going to get there? Right. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that word here. You can say any word you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah, and I had that experience as well, which is funny because in hindsight, I'm like, oh, easy peasy, like da-da-da. But it was a huge leap for me to take... Um, in all shapes and forms, financially, energetically, and also just in terms of my life, you know, how I was going to structure my my day-to-day existence. But because of that, it's also, you know, one of the things I'm most proud of. And I think that we are meant to be challenged mm, in life. Absolutely. And, and that through that challenge, we find our strength. Through that challenge, we are we have to go deep, like you said, deep inside to reflect, well, who am I really? What am I meant to do really? And as we find that gold, those answers for ourselves, then that's what gives us the motivation. That's what gives us the drive and the energy to move through whatever obstacles we might meet. Yeah. So speaking of obstacles, I mean, that was really going to be my next question for you is what sort of challenge or challenges have you faced through this process of becoming and what has that taught you? Well, you already mentioned a few of them. I think opinions and programming from childhood. It's funny because I had this, uh, these lots of these aha moments, which maybe people can relate to who are listening, of um, I didn't even realize it wasn't my belief. And then kind of disentangling it, like, where did that even come from? Because a lot of it, there's a saying, you know, we don't know the water that we're swimming in. And so as you kind of start to do this deeper work where you have to get really honest with who am I really, um, which is going to be very unique. We're all super unique. And you're going to have to pull out these like weeds that and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just thought that was me. But it was so totally not you. It was just somebody a, somebody else's judgment of you or words that somebody said to you that yeah. you took in and... Yeah. And held on to in your body. You held on to and you were like, that's the truth. And then right. one day you're like, well, no, who it's said not. so? <laughs> who said so? Right. You know, so really disentangling um, the belief systems of our family, of our culture, uh, teachers and, you know, whatever, all the things that, that get stuck in there um, to allow us to really know who am I and then to express it. Absolutely. Because the knowledge is the first. We need it. It's the first part, but it's not the end. Right. It, it needs to be acted on. Right. And we say that knowledge acted on is wisdom. So there has to be the experience in the physical. 
I know a lot of people like to do the guesswork in their mind, and they oh, just no. they just stay there. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, the rubber has to meet the road. You have to feel it in your body. You have to unrecognize what that even is, and then you have to work through it. You can't just stuff it down there. You right. can't just stuff it down there. You can't just play with it in your mind. Right. And then at the end of the day, too, like we talked about service, y- you have to physically do it. Right. Like, I mean, you run this space, this beautiful space. Well, there needs to be a couch over here and the lights need to be on and these things need to be organized. And, and that's it. That's part of it, you mm-hmm. know. So we have the vision or maybe we have the understanding. This is a piece of my purpose. Now I need to execute. Absolutely. And that's the hard, that's the hard, scary part. Oh, sure. yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. So tell me some, I know as women, um, we're sort of programmed not to talk about ourselves or highlight ourselves, but I think it's really important in the work that we do, not only at the We Breathe Center, but as a community of the She Breathes Collaborative, is to ask ourselves these questions so that we get comfortable with it, which is to share something about yourself that you you really see and that you feel very proud of, whether it's a physical characteristic or a or a personality trait. What is it about you that... that you know, lights you up and makes you feel whole? Well, one thing that I have come to pride myself on <laughs> over time is uh, resilience. And so we talked about obstacles. Well, one obstacle for me has also been failure or perceived failure. Yes. And so we have our idea, we have our knowledge, we go out, we act on it. Well, things don't go the way we planned. Right. Um, And so what I've come to realize is that resilience, dedication, whatever it is that keeps you going, for me it's resilience Mm -hmm. and that inner strength and that fortitude is what allows you to actually come into mastery. There's a saying, again, I don't know from whom, um, if you do it on the first time, that was luck. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, I always want to do it right the first time. Of course. Why do I need time two? Why do I need time three? Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Right. So realizing that, you know, you discover a piece of yourself, a piece of your purpose, you put it into action. Guess what? Plan didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Well, you might take it as failure, which there's plenty of times in my past where I've gone, oh, well, that was a failure. Write it off. Maybe I shouldn't have done it. And it's like, well, no, that wasn't, that. you just had to do it this different way. Right. Refine it. Do it again. Try once more. And so I think resilience is what allows you to keep going amidst those obstacles, amidst perceived failure. Now I have a new take on failure, yes. which is failure is never setting out at all. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, life is a practice. Everything about it, right? Just like meditation and yoga and mindfulness and breath work, it's a practice. And I think that going into it with that kind of an attitude that you don't just get, you know, slapped down once and, and give up. Like, because that's... Right. That's not it. That's not it. That's, that's not, not it. That's not it. That's beautiful. Um, so how do you practice your own self-care and take care of yourself and stay balanced when you're serving and holding, you know, serving others and holding space for other people's healing? It's such an important question, um, and it actually, so again, I, I study in a path. The first step on the path is service to self. Mm-hmm. It has to be Absolutely. service to self. So empower thyself is considered to service to self, and then you can go higher into service to others. But um, service to self, for me, we teach rituals, so I have basic rituals I do every day, every night. They basically help to align, focus your energy, clear. It's like a huge shift. It takes 15 minutes, and I'll just shift my energy instantly. Um, but 
But again, joy, doing things that bring you joy, finding the joy, because if you are depleting yourself, you know, Mm. quote unquote, for your purpose, guess what? No, it's not working. Right, right. (laughs) So whether it's time for you to take a step back and do something else, which brings you joy that's not necessarily involved with, quote unquote, service. So whether it's, um, for me, music, art, has been a big thing. I'm actually hanging my little I art. S- I, know. I know. I can't wait. You have to tell us some more about that. Yes, I do um, abstract. Abstract and then flowers are kind of like my jam. But painting has been really huge for me. Dancing. Um, practices that help me shift my energy, really. Yeah. And it, it's funny. So I used to play ice hockey. And ice hockey is interesting. Unlike other sports, you only get like 30 seconds of a break, but then you're ready to go. So there's a way that you kind of get used to like sprint, rest, sprint, rest. And the rest is real short. And I feel that way. You know, if I start to feel depleted in my mind, I can go, oh, well, I need a whole week vacation. And then all of a sudden I just do a small little thing, shift my energy. I'm like, Put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, I love I'm that. I'm back in the game. That's a great metaphor. I love it. Do you want to share it all with our listeners, like what a ritual might be for you, like in terms of your morning and your after, your evening practice? Is sure. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the we have specific rituals, again, that come through kind of like the energy of the teachings. Um, one, for example, is called a calling upon. It's a manifestation ritual that you use to... Uh, formally bring down energies, direct it towards something that you're working towards achieving, which could be as simple as, it could be not simple, but it could be um, passion or it could be something very tangible like financial abundance in a certain way. Um, And then you, so you're just targeting your energy every day. There's another one, affirmation to healing. You're bringing in the four directions, the four elements to help support you in your healing and affirm that. Um, So they're more like stylized rituals. I love it. I I think people would be fascinated to learn more. And I know a little bit later in the show you can talk to us about your upcoming programs because um, I I think – I know that this is something that's going to inspire people to, to know more about after they listen to this. Um, so do you did you, when you were growing up, did you have a specific person or group of people who you really were inspired by, maybe a role model or somebody that really left an imprint for you? It's funny. My answer to this, I don't know how I feel about it. It's the, it's the truth, though. It's Jewel, the singer Jewel. And now when I reflect on it, I mean, her songs are like, who will save your soul? They're all about the soul and making the world a better place. And I remember I even wrote her like a fan letter back when I was, I think, 11 years old or something like that. That's so crazy. I love Um, it. Did she answer? No, she didn't. (laughs) She didn't. Yeah. But I think for me, again, like art, art has always been a an energy it's funny because it's like a practice but then it's even just the energy of art like poetry that really nourishes my soul and feels like it's it's fulfilling it's satisfying something within me that that needs to be satisfied yeah to express that creativity in in a different way yeah creativity and sometimes you know when we come what is my purpose know thyself well sometimes it's just energetic and so there's like a poetry that and then an expression that's almost like raw that doesn't always use words that our logical mind wants you know our logical mind wants like a whole paragraph about my purpose and we can get there and we should get there that's great but in the beginning it might just be a feeling and so I think music 
art, poetry, they can connect us with that pure feeling of, of an experience of knowledge of self, of so many different things. And that for me is like magic. We talk about magic a lot. And art has a lot of magic. Agreed. Absolutely. It. It's like a different way of, look. you know, this embodiment concept of like really being fully immersed in who you are and what, in, you know, what ignites you. And, and I think um, that just takes time to develop and not to... To, to recognize, right? It to takes recognize, time to recognize it. To recognize. Right. It took me a lot of time to recognize right. it. Well, I was studying I got a lot more years on science. you. <laughs> I was like, let's calculate I this know. thing. It's like, <laughs> give well, me an equation. Why don't we just feel it? Yeah, I know. Well, because we're not, we're not taught those things. We're not no. taught to feel it. In fact, we're taught to not feel it and to cover it and to, you know, not honor it. And right. that's the last thing we want to be doing right. Right, for ourselves. Well, you see that in art today as well that art's not really something that people make a lot of time for it's not a program i remember in eighth grade thankfully i just left the school but they had budget cuts and they cut all the art programs all the art and music crazy were cut from the school and i mean especially when you're a teenager going through kind of all those transitions it's something you need i think you know just to process what's happening in my reality yeah and we need we need that in the world. We need that in the world to balance all the, you know, thinking that we're doing. Right. <laughs> For sure. Um, so one of the things I love to ask is, because this show is really um, intended to inspire our listeners to take risks and to move beyond their self-doubt and their fears and all of those you know, block things that might be blocking them. So, what advice might you have for for somebody, a woman in particular, because that tends to be our audience, who might be really like feeling sort of cravings in their heart, but not like able to sort of pull the trigger and move through the fear? Any any thoughts on or advice or words of support that you could give to them? Yeah, I mean, know that you're not alone. <laughs> uh, even the people that are doing whatever it is that you want to be doing, if you look at them, you're going to go, oh, it's so easy for them. No. Let yeah. me tell you right now, no. Because everybody doing anything big feels fear. Always. Always. But it's about the courage that you muster up. So finding courage. But also, you're not alone. You can seek guidance. Absolutely. You can seek help. I mean, I... Uh, worked with spiritual, I still work with a spiritual guide who is sort of like my mentor who's holding space for me, holding that flame. Sometimes she's pushing me, sometimes she's loving me in a more compassionate sense. But, you know, always I have somebody there and and more than that, also a support network. Um, I know for me, when I was taking big risks, like five, six, seven, eight years ago, I really felt like it was just me that I was like doing it on my own. And actually that led to, again, some of those quote unquote failure outcomes Yes, (laughs) because I didn't tap into support. I didn't tap into my network who could have given me guidance, given me, you know, acknowledgement, cheerleading, or even just like very practical physical help. You know, maybe I needed somebody to help me physically set up something that day. Um, And so yeah, there's there's courage. We need that for sure. And at the end of the day, we do it. Nobody else can do it for us. One of my teachers talks about like meditation, for example. Well, you don't pay somebody to go to the gym for you. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you can't pay somebody to meditate for you. You can't pay somebody to find out your life purpose for you. Right. You can get guidance, input, advice, totally hire those people, hire the coaches, the guides, the advisors, do it. 
Um, but yeah, you're not alone. No, you're absolutely. not alone. And there's this thing about, you know, we're afraid to ask for help and receive it. And I, and you know, that's like, you got to get over that one. It's not, a, I mean, vulnerability is, a, it's a strength to be able to be honest and say, yeah, I need, I need help right now. I need that connectedness. I need that support. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. You know, and again, if, if I, I believe all of us on some level, our purpose is to serve. Well, that, that's kind of like our purpose is to help. Sure. So if you don't, ask for help, you're kind of not empowering the people around you to step up. Granted, some people aren't going, they're not able to, and that's okay. But we're not giving, if we don't even ask for it, there isn't, we're almost sort of denying this person an aspect of their purpose. Mm. Um, So, and especially if you feel like your calling is to help and you know how good it feels to be in that space, well, why wouldn't you... Let somebody else Let feel somebody those else. good things. Yeah, and, and assist you in whatever it is that you're working through. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not alone. And, you know, certainly we also have spirit who's there. Yes. Uh, for a lot of people, that can be a, a relationship that needs to really be built and worked through as well. Um, fostering trust, again, knowledge mm. of that relationship, however you connect with spirit, um, because that will also help you you'll still have to take leaps but it won't feel as scary right because you know at the level of spirit we're all one absolutely and we're connected with our destiny we are and um i think a big piece of this and just to back up for one one moment in my head is this concept of community like we back to this thing that we think we have to do everything by ourselves that's why i feel community is so important and why i've dedicated a lot of my energy towards like building Um, safe, supportive spaces and communities that feel nurturing and safe to people. I think that that's so important. You know, tell me a little bit about what purpose community serves for you or has served for you and how it's helped you. Yeah, community is huge. Again, we're not meant to do it alone. Like our soul didn't go, yeah, I want to come down and complete this mission alone and have no helpers. Uh, we get, we were like, and you're helping and you're helping. And they went, yeah, I can't wait to help you, you know? And then we came down here and we all forgot. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we were also like, we must've been drunk when we agreed to that. Cause I did not say I was going to go through all this stuff first. Right. right. But community is huge. Um, you know, if we have a calling in our soul, it's often tied to, we have our mission, but the, we also have the ways that we support other people's missions, and then they support us. Right. And um, when we step forward, we're not always stepping forward as one person. We're, we're almost, I see it as like a wave, that we step forward in this wave of people whose mm. missions are connected to ours. They also have that opportunity now to step forward. And as they step forward, now I have that yes. almost a calling within me. It's like a tug. And we're all linked in that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if if we deny that, I think we're just, we're we're ignoring all this beautiful um, assistance, support that we could get. So community is huge. And whether it's, it can even be as simple as like accountability. Yes. Friendship. Mm. Uh, love. Caring for one another. Relationships. And then of course, you know, everything we just talked about in terms of like coaches and guides. Sure. And people that are more formally helping you through like a, this is the way that I'm going to help you kind of way. Absolutely. Um, so huge. it's that individual connection and connectedness to spirit, but it's also that um, connected us to one another, that collectivism that is like so, you know, part of what's holding us together. 
I know. As one. On this earth. On this earth. On this earth. In this realm. <laughs> Sometimes we don't love that we're all connected on this earth. I know. We're like, are you sure that those people yeah, are connected? I, it's I like, know. well, <laughs> uh, actually they are. They're here for a reason, to remind us of some things. Um, that's another show in the making. Right, that's a different show. That's a different show. <laughs> so, um, okay, so the um, let's see. I would really like to take the last few minutes for you to share uh, um, more information about your your class, your upcoming class that, well, I know you teach it in a number of different ways. So to teach, to let people know about that, but also about what you're going to be offering at the We Breathe Wellness Center in March. Can you talk a little yes, bit about that? Yes, for sure. My pleasure. I have quite a lot coming up in the works. And, um, you know, depending on when you catch this show, I'll probably have a next wave coming up. I'm teaching, for example, sacred geometry, astral travel, Awaken Thyself, which is an intro. We learn some of those rituals that I mentioned. Actually, well, sacred geometry, we also learn rituals. We learn rituals in all of them. But Awaken Thyself is really kind of like a starter kit to the Empower Thyself class. And for me, the Empower Thyself class, it's a two-day training. It's not for the faint of heart. It's a commitment, commitment to self, really. And not everybody feels the call. That's totally fine. If you do, it's rituals, Um, a lot of energy. Again, it's an initiation. So it's an energetic transmission that comes into your aura, comes into your energy structure. And I mean, I can't necessarily say how or why, but it really starts to turn on the keys to purpose, your purpose in life. And so uh, already, even if you are like a light worker, you're already engaged in your dharma and your purpose, this can come in and just really give you more of those tools. Again, the rituals are huge tools for structuring your energy. Let's say you're working on growing your client base or you're working on expanding in this way. It is it is an expansion and that expansion comes first through your energy structure. Um, huge game changer. All those things coming up. Well, I'm so excited to have you offering this all these many, many programs at, at our center and um, I look forward to watching and and observing you um, put all that magic out there. Yeah, it's, thank you so much. And thank you for, honestly, Jen, for the community and yes. for creating that space and that opportunity for everybody to, to come together. Yeah, we're all about raising the collective vibration. It's all good. It. It's all fun. So just a few more minutes. I wanted to make sure people know how they can find you. Now, clearly they can find you on our website, in our directory. But can you just uh, let everybody know in terms of social where they can look for, you know, what you got going on? Yeah, sure. So I'm probably most active on Instagram. It's just my name, at Julie E. Grimm. And then I'm also on Facebook as The Healing Place. My website is my name, Julie-Grimm. So all the good ways. Come check it out. Again, most active on Instagram if you want to see my posts, connect with me there, learn more about me. Wonderful. Well, we I'm just really honored to have had this time with you today and to have you be a part of our community, our ever-expanding community, and I look forward to learning from you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.